0: Welcome to the ASSIST KDBA Brew. I'm Kate, I'm Kerry, and I'm Jonathan. Today we're exploring the wonderful world of business service design, so I'm going to go over to Kerry and Jonathan and ask them what business service design means to them.
1: Thanks, Kate. So if I start, so if I look at a more formal view on what business service design is, um, to me, it's a range of analytical and thinking frameworks and design techniques that define, develop and deliver customer centric services, which will enable business to succeed. And there are four thinking approaches that we will probably talk about throughout this uh, podcast. You've got uh, systems thinking, which is looking at systems within your organization, both internal and external systems and how they work together you then got service thinking, which is understanding the nature of value and how we can co-create value with our customers being involved as a big part of any project or product that we put out to market. Then you've got the design thinking element, which is really around the human-centred approach to to problem-solving and creating solutions. So really putting the customer at the heart of everything that we do and deliver. And then we've got lean thinking which is talking about a value from the view of the customer continuous improvement and adding on quality and trying to do things for our customer where less is more for our customers that's for me
2: brilliant brilliant and i, I can't follow that at all kerry um but i'm just going to go add it's everything that you've just said um there's loads of tools and, and frameworks underneath it but but for me it's heart, it's it's how do we make our customers victims beneficiaries um feel when they engage with our products or services and and we're not we're not doing this for the sake of making kind of the customer feel good we're, we're doing it to enable business or organizational success but it's it's a human centric approach um, and the other thing i want to add is that i think business service design is um sort the, of the next uh, it's an evolution of some of our more traditional ways of thinking so if you think of um, you know, a business analyst um, service think about business architecture or enterprise architecture or or thinking about the world of products or projects this is this is a, a, a tool set a thinking approach it's a discipline that can kind of harness all of those and pull People together towards delivering outcomes for both the business and the customer. And if you can marry those two up in terms of getting getting the balance between the two, then then that's kind of this is this is a this is a toolkit for 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 success for, for an organisation um, when applied appropriately, effectively. Obviously, um, it's not a magic silver bullet, but it, it there's some there's some there's some very powerful thinking frameworks and, and tools within this um, discipline of business service design.
0: Brill. So could we explore, you alluded to some frameworks there and some tools. Um, what can we explore those in a bit more detail? What's your favourite?
2: Sure. Um, my favourite of all of them is lean thinking. I really love lean thinking. Think about the customer, flow, quality, defect reduction, waste reduction. So I really do love lean thinking, but I'm going I'm to say my favourite at the moment is systems thinking. I think the world is more complex than it's ever been and we've got so many different perspectives of a business system um, and we've got as a result of those perspectives different people have different views as to what are the emergent properties from a business system so if I, if I give an example um, a school for example the emergent property might be uh, qualifications it might be well-being for the child it might be Physical education. It might be making friends. Um, they, they might be the the emergent properties um, for for a child or for a parent. But for a teacher, the the emergent property might be it's, it's my career. It's my it's my job. Maybe this school is there to help me achieve my next step in my career and become the head teacher. And then I want to move on to a bigger school. Um, the um, if you look at something like um, uh, a pastoral team looking after the well-being of children have got a different perspective if you looked at the i don't know the, the school maintenance janitor um service they've got to do they're there the school's there to to be maintained and, and and so you've got all of these different perspectives of this same system called a school and and the point of it is not to analyze those for the sake of it but if we're making a change we have to consider those perspectives so that we don't damage one of the outcomes um, as we're making the change. And the other thing, and I think this fits in with uh, some of the agile software development practices, Um, if we're changing something, we have to notice what are the impacts of that change on the environment so we can test and learn, refine, continuously improve. And, uh, and, And these thinking approaches, they blend with each other. You don't sit there and do systems thinking. You don't then sit there and do lean thinking or service or design thinking. It's a comprehensive toolkit and and you could apply them simultaneously so i I know i've talked a lot there so i'm going to try to stop talking then
0: no no that's interesting and those different perspectives and and bringing together um those different impacts of change and things do you think that's relevant at every stage of the project or do you think it's is it sort of a way of being is it a delivery approach or are they tools and techniques that help you define early on and and that's it, or is it something that you sort of need to weave into the, the sort of the way that you deliver as a team?
2: So, so it's it's it, you can use it early, during, after the project. Um, it's beyond project, it's um, in this service design world, project is kind of it's it's a concept that's useful to deliver change and absolutely necessary in a program, but um, it's not thinking about what the outcomes for the project. It's thinking what's the long-term outcomes for the business service and how do we improve the health of the organization long-term? And the other thing that it does is it, it goes beyond product. So if you've got a product focus, that's, that's thinking about delivery of a single product. It, it's siloed thinking potentially in some organization Was service design is challenging that and saying, what's the holistic services across all of your products? And so it's all about the end-to-end end customer journey so it's kind of above the project program and it's above the product and it's genuinely holistic which is why i'm i'm very excited about it because we've talked for years about holistic business analysis well this for me is one of the next steps in our journey for business analysts and for service designers to to you know genuinely do this in our organizations
1: Yeah, and if I can just add um, an example where I've seen it in sort of the financial services world. So I was working on a project looking at uh, merchant financing for uh, small businesses and they were very much focused on delivering more products. So they had certain term loans that they were putting to market to deliver because that's what they thought customers wanted. Some wanted a one-year one, some wanted a three-year, some wanted a five-year. When we actually, so my favourite technique is design thinking. Mm-hmm. So when um, we took out this project to talk to customers and ask them about the products that they were receiving from from the financial services company, they really liked the, the products, uh, but they where they were struggling was because they were small businesses. They have peaks and troughs in their revenue, sort of month on month, and that's where some of them were f- failing to meet some of their payments. So the product team thought by just keep offering different term loan products, it would help them as a business. But actually, by going out and talking to these customers and identifying the real problem on why they're not meeting their payments and understanding the peaks and troughs in the product, is then we've got enough information to go back to the product team and say, the product's are absolutely fine as they are. What we need to do is just continuously improve the products and to think about what our customers are saying to us about maybe flexing payments up and down as opposed to offering more and more products where companies can get sort of in lots of debt and things like that. So this is where the lean thinking element really comes in. It's all about the continuous improvement of products and services that we can give to our customers. So I just wanted to add that on uh, to your point, Jonathan.
2: Mm, and it's a great example as well, Kerry, because that... Um, design thinking I think is the most fun of the thinking approaches definitely let's do assumption reversal and do divergent thinking um, one of the great techniques is, is I don't think about product of finance loan and and connecting it with something that's not related um, I'm trying to think of I've got I've got the Harry Potter owl just over my shoulder and let's use harry potter's out how, how does that link to a finance product and they don't link and the point is you're trying to get people to think divergently about what are the problems opportunities question and challenge assumptions um and that assumption of it's the same payment amount or the payment amount varies based upon the turnover of the business based on its cycle challenging that reversing it is is, is really powerful that can have a massive impact on the customer experience and the business success. That is a great example, Kerry.
0: It's a really good example of creating business services and how we can have an impact on that. What about being on the receiving end then of a business service? Good or bad? Mm -hmm. Uh, Any good examples?
2: Kerry, do you want to go?
1: Good example. I I think everybody can relate to this one. And I think it's got to be the Apple phone. (laughs) <laughs> I think Apple um just put out uh, the best business service design ever, and I think their evidence is that people queue up for their new iPhones that are launched when they know a new one's going to be out. It's it's all about their brand and what they're offering. And everybody loves an apple iphone well not everybody but most people like an apple iphone so i think they've got it and their service design is obviously very good because it draws people in to wanting the products and you know the earbuds that they're launching they're very popular and i think anything that apple put out seems to just work really well and i think that's because they really do their customer research and listen to their customers and what they want and almost thinking about what customers want before we actually know what we want and you can only obviously do that by going out, talking to customers, creating a customer journey map, and asking them about things that they might want or any opportunities that could Im- improve the product that we've got. So I think Apple have definitely, uh, definitely a company that have got it right.
2: Wow, wow! So I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate, Kerry. You're gonna fall out of me. I don't use Apple.
0: I don't either. It's Android. Oh no! But She's this, saying... it, this is it's really it's the same
2: principle. The value proposition of Apple, you know, they does what it says on the tin, excellent products, excellent services, and they're high quality and they're well thought through, well designed. And you're right, that queue outside the store, they're getting something right in terms of their service design, definitely. But their value proposition doesn't work for me. And and, and it's interesting because I like the openness of the Android operating system and solution. Um, and i don't like the closed element that's there with apple and I, i'm also gonna gonna say you know they don't always get it right no company's perfect and um apple recently they've, they've launched something I, i've only heard about this uh, recently but it's called, i think they're called air tags and i don't have the name wrong it's a it's like a remote tag that you can put for example in a, a piece of luggage and you can track where that luggage is anywhere in the world and it, it's such a great concept and the uh, Use cases is, is really well thought through. I think what's happened is some of these Air Tags are being used, um, and it's not the intended purpose. Stalkers are putting them in in people's cars or in their luggage, and, and the person doesn't know. And what Apple have done, which is great, they're notifying the person that you've got an Air Tag near you and they've so they've thought about this scenario and and they're, they're working their way through it. I think there's some work to do still but it's kind of a like continual learning continual improvement keeping your customers happy great example Apple they're brilliant um I like Nintendo I like the um the Nintendo design um, if you remember playing bowling on the yeah. Nintendo Wii or if you're children or you as adults have got the nintendo switch and played mario kart and those kind of things just a, a really great service and innovative products and 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 it, i mentioned how does it make you feel and that that kind of nintendo how does it make you feel when you're sat around with a family at a family event christmas or something and 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 thinking well yeah, that yeah that was fun beating granddad at bowling whatever it might be
0: lovely so what would you? What would be your recommended starting points then for people who are intrigued by service design and want to apply some of the principles to their organization? What, what would be your top, tip, your top starting point for people?
1: Coming on the Assist KD training course, obviously. <laughs> it's a good, good starting point. The thing is there's, there's so many tools and techniques out there that we've they've been mentioning. And I think it's just trying to incorporate maybe one into some of the projects that you're working on. So for me, I really like customer journey mapping because I think it's easy to, to map out a customer journey. And being sort of from a business architecture, business analysis background, I think if you've got a customer journey map that you can do the end-to-end a service, map a service onto, it's easier to link that journey up through the chain to where which business service that particular journey relates to so you can see where you're adding value to the um, the architectural landscape for a business so i sort of so i would just say just pick out one technique and just sort of start to use it in with your projects you know every day
2: yeah yeah um i definitely get to learn one thing at a time build your confidence do the research the other thing i'm going to say is be inquisitive so ask questions and 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 lots of the people listening to this podcast, they're professional question askers, and and that's what we're good at. But ask more questions and ask about the customer, the customer impact. That inquiry technique using the customer journey map, um, fantastic for that. Pick up and 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 use an empathy map. Um, what does the customer say, do, feel, what do they say? Um, what are their pain points? what are their gains? You, know, you, you don't need permission to do this in your work. you could you could use that as framework I've just described to think through from a customer's perspective what is going on with regard to a customer journey or touch point. and and so being inquisitive, pick up and use the tools, but but be empathetic as well. So you've got to, you've got to have that human centered element, being empathetic. and i'm gonna I'm gonna give a health warning as well. Design thinking is really, really fun mass game storming sessions and uh, linking things that shouldn't be linked and reversing assumptions you have know, loads of fun, but always, always remember the business outcomes. Because if you're thinking about the customer and the business organizational outcomes, that gives you an advantage, I think, as a change professional, irrespective of your role, whether or not you're a service designer or a business analyst, product owner, project manager, or any of the other roles that we've got in our, in our change profession. Just think about the customer, and think about business outcomes.
0: Yeah, I love that. Finding the balance between the two is the that's the sweet spot, isn't it? Mm. Any final thoughts from you, Kerry?
1: Uh, for me, I think I think business service design. I think it is the future. I think it's where you'll see a lot of organisations going, particularly like the large financial services companies are ones that have got like lots of legacy systems. I think we're going to have to improve and really focus on the business service element as opposed to being sort of product focused. We do need to really think about, yeah, the customer centric design and all, and all the um, frameworks that we've mentioned on this call today. I think that is the way of the world and I think it will become bigger and bigger and, and people's mindsets will be changing more towards service thinking rather than product or product thinking.
2: Mm -hmm. um i was going to mention a couple of things so the the importance of value co-creation it comes from the service thinking um domain and and this is this is a collaborating to identify create and then realize value for the customer it's a lot of discipline it's a lot of hard work but collaboration requires you to trust people you've got to be empathetic you've got to listen um, and you've got to learn together and continuously to improve, challenge each other. There's a lot of work required to, to make this happen. And then the last thing I want to say is it's not just about service companies. So when we're talking about service design, a product is a service as well. And I'm gonna give an example. I bought many years ago, way too many years ago, an amplifier. Um, and it was part of a, a separate system. I saved up my my holiday kind of job money and, and I bought this amplifier at the age of 17. And it, it's a physical product, but I'm still using it today. I used it this morning to listen to some wow. music. And so it's a product, absolutely, but that product, um, the the service I get from that product, because post-purchase, I'm still using it and I'm still very happy with the service that that product is providing for me. So it could be a a pair of shoes. It's is a physical product but that's shoes are it gives you a service as you as you walk in them, you're wearing them. Um so it's not just it's not just for the physical products. You can use these concepts um of both the, the genuine services like a loan um or I don't know a coaching session or something but also for physical products
0: brilliant thank you both so much it's been really interesting and i i love i love this sort of like the co-creation element of it and bringing the business side of it with the with putting the customer at the heart and, and focusing really on how they're making somebody feel i think that that sounds really interesting and like quite a profound shift from what what some some places have been doing so far so exciting times Um, I hope you've enjoyed today. Thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, thoughts, or questions, then please get in touch via our email address. It's babrew at assistkd.com. Thanks.